Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. Thanks for joining me here to preview SMU USF 11 a.m. kick in Tampa for the Mustangs. We've got a lot to get to because this one is intriguing for many reasons after the Bulls did fire coach Jeff Scott this week, the former Clemson assistant who is now uh, looking for a new gig after a brutal run in South Florida. Uh, wasn't able to really turn that program around at all. Um, they used a lot of transfers early on, uh, and it never came together. I believe he was four and twenty-five entering this season, uh, and the Bulls dropped to one and eight on the year with an ugly loss to uh, Temple, giving up six hundred and twenty-six yards of offense. The Mustangs and Bulls will kick off on ESPNU from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, my hometown. Won't be there for this one, but I'll be watching. Look, the Mustangs have to avoid the trap game here. You've got a short week next week. You face a top 25 Tulane team that plays UCF this weekend. You've got to make sure that you have your ducks in a row going into this one because if you don't focus, the Bulls do have enough talent to certainly make you pay. They haven't really shown much over the last year especially, uh, but still, nevertheless, SMU's got to be locked in for this one. First of all, Want to remind you guys, please subscribe to the YouTube channel on the Pony Express. We're jumping up in subscribers, over 300 now. I woke up to that news. It's a process to build this thing. I'll tell you, I uh, had my buddy and uh, coworker Liam Fitzgibbon run some of the numbers. He told me that 60% of our viewers don't subscribe to the channel. So please take a second, hit that subscribe button. It'd really help out a lot. Back to previewing the game. The Mustangs are coming off that 77-point outburst against Houston, getting that win over the Cougars. Uh, the Mustangs just were dominant in every facet offensively, and you've got to feel good if you're SMU coming off of that game. Tanner Mordecai played at his very best, uh, didn't turn the ball over. That was critical in that one as well. Meanwhile, Clayton Toon turned it three times, and there you have the difference in the ball game. Coming off of a game like that where your defense really doesn't do anything to stop Houston outside of three turnovers, which are something to build off of in that respect, but SMU's defense has to get back to the basics. They're facing a USF offense that's down to a backup quarterback. Um, uh, I believe his name is uh, Travius. Um, sorry, had it on my notes and the page died on me. Catravius Marsh he took over midseason after Gary Bohannon went down. Uh, had a fumble, had an interception against Temple, got the offense going. They started off early with a 7-0 lead, and then from there, the Owls took over. And it's really been the defensive struggles for USF that have kind of plagued them. The offense hasn't been able to keep up, uh, and USF has struggled because of it. They do have two linebackers that I think are worth noting, Dwayne Boyles uh, and DJ Gordon. Both are in the top three of leading tacklers for the Bulls with Boyles leading the way. He's got nine tackles for loss on the year. Look, the Bulls also have Jason Vaughn, gets after the quarterback, has five sacks, but really they don't have much defensively. They haven't been able to get stops. Temple, lowly Temple, put up 626 yards of offense, 257 of which came on the ground. Explosive play after explosive play, helped the Owls get the win. Uh, it wasn't even close in the end. They scored on their next 10 possessions after the Bulls got a stop following three Temple Owl field goals. 
Um, and the only thing stopping the Owls offense was halftime and the final buzzer. Those were the two drives the rest of the way that they didn't score on. So this is a game where SMU is going to have to be focused. Um, they're, they're facing a team that has an interim coach and an interim defensive coordinator. Bob Shoup was also let go with Jeff Scott. He was just in his first season, but things didn't trend up at all. Um, and now you've got uh, one of their kind of bright spots on the coaching staff uh, in Stephen uh, DePrado taking over, um, or Daniel DePrado taking over the helm. He's been a really good special teams coordinator for the Bulls. They've got Ryan Battle, a really impressive kick returner. And then Ernie Sims, former Florida State linebacker, back when I was kind of growing up, takes over as defensive coordinator. He's been the linebacker's coach, and he'll be calling the plays on that side of the ball. Uh, this is a program that is just in straight-up turmoil. I mean, being from Tampa, ever since Jim Levitt left, it's been a complete mixed bag. Skip Holtz had a little bit of success there, and now the, and then Willie Taggart. They've kind of cycled through coaches pretty quickly here lately. Um, it's been a, a team that has this talent base. It's kind of like SMU in that regard, where – they have a really talent-rich area to mine, and they haven't. Or they've missed on evals when taking transfers, and here they are. So they're a program in complete disarray right now. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see uh, how they come out, if they come out with a little bit of oomph uh, to them and, and trying to not only you know show that, hey, maybe it was you know the coaching staff and how things were run, or they could come out and play to what they've been for much of the Jeff Scott era, which is quite frankly, a bad football team. SMU coming into this one has its wide receiver core healthy. They have Jordan Curley, Moochie Dixon. They made it through the game against Houston and they have Rasheed Rice, of course. One big hit for SMU, Ben Redding, tight end, caught three touchdowns in that game against Houston. That last one, he kind of rolled it uh, and his ankle uh, will now require surgery. Uh, and his SMU career is done. Ben's one of those guys that you know really came on the last three weeks, especially caught some big balls, made some tough catches, scored, and for a guy to you know give it everything he had and and for it to end that way, it really just sucks. So um, wish Ben the best of luck uh, with his rehab, and I know he'll bounce back soon. He's one of the good guys out there that we've gotten to cover over the years. Um, he goes out a winner against Houston, uh, right down the road from where he's from. Rhett Lashley was talking this week and said that was actually the first in-home visit he did when Sonny Dykes took over. And actually, it's funny. I kind of was like, oh, yeah, that is right. Ben Redding was one of their late targets that they went after and um, were able to get on board there. So um, Ben Redding done for SMU, unfortunately, uh, but he'll back, bounce back soon. I, I don't have any doubt about that. Um, probably, I would imagine, take a run at a pro career and go from there. Um, SMU is also going to be, once again, I think, toying with the offensive line a little bit. A little shuffling in practice. Justin Osborne, Jalen Thomas playing a lot of right guard. Um, and Justin Osborne kind of observing a little bit more so than usual. So keep an eye on that as you get ready to watch this one uh, unfold for SMU. Uh, defensively, they are healthy. The one question mark, is Stephon Wright going to play? Uh, he's going to be a game-time decision from what Rhett Lashley said. He wasn't working out both days. We were out there for practice, so I would list him as very questionable at this point. They did get Gary Wiley back on Wednesday. He sat out Tuesday's practice working out with the strength and conditioning staff. On Wednesday, we went out there. He was full go. 
as well as Jaden Jones, who returned to practice in full pads on Tuesday. Uh, he kind of had a shoulder deal going on. He's back. That'll be a big boost for SMU, another kind of big body up front that maybe will help spell some of these guys um, on the defensive line. And he's had uh, a decent season when he's been available. So you factor in him, you factor in a Florida native and Nelson Paul, who will get to play in his home state, as well as Jalen Samuels. Uh, they'll be out there running around with the usual suspects. Elijah Chapman, Devere Levelston, Terrence Newman, guys like that. I think one of the keys here with pressuring USF is going to be the pass rush. They were not up to the task against Houston. Clayton Toon had all t all the time in the world. That has to change this week. They've got to get back to doing some of the things that have made them successful, getting after the quarterback. Um, and I think we've seen SMU – and overall, you this defense is just not very good statistically. I do think when they've been hit in the mouth and kind of embarrassed, they've bounced back. We saw the TCU game. We saw what they were able to do against Navy. Uh, they were able to make them earn it. Uh, they got stops when needed. The end of the game wasn't certainly what they wanted um, with, with Scott Simons that weekend. And then they, they played pretty well against Cincinnati, quite frankly. Um, and then Tulsa, first half was a good first half. And then they kind of fell apart. So... Over the last game and a half, they've kind of fallen off. They need to get back. It's a good thing the Bulls are on the schedule, at least on paper, because hopefully for the Mustangs, they'll be able to do just that. I do think when you flip over to USF's defense with those linebackers, SMU is going to have to do a really good job of you know continuing to run block well. That part of the SMU offense has come on really well with Tyler Levine over the last couple of weeks, Velton Gardner. Uh, was nicked up, but he's going to be available from what Rhett Lashley said. TJ McDaniel was a full go this week. And Kamar Wheaton, who missed the last game due to illness, going to be back. He was back on the practice field this week as well. So SMU, I think you've got to find a way to keep that ground game going. That's going to keep you know USF winded. Then you can really exploit them with the, with the explosive plays from Rasheed Rice, Jordan Curley, RJ Maryland, Moochie Dixon, Dylan Goffney. Um, the list kind of goes on with the Sesame receiving core as of late of guys they can get involved. You want to come out of this game healthy. If you're SMU, start fast, get up on the Bulls, get their more, morale even you know lower, and get out of Dodge, um, and then you can get back. Reasonable time to start preparing for Tulane. A big game next Thursday, of course, um, You know for SMU's AAC title hope dreams to kind of stay alive. So, if you're an SMU fan, you got to be rooting for UCF this weekend, I would say. Um, you got to root UCF the whole rest of the way. Make sure they win out. And then uh, you hope that Tulane and, and Cincinnati kind of beat up each other uh, and, and lose a key game here or there uh, for the Bearcats and find a way to sneak in. We talked about the potential for SMU to reel off five straight wins to end this season. Can't happen without taking care of business against the Bulls. Picking this one. I think that you're in for a, another solid offensive night. I would say SMU 48, USF 17. Maybe a late touchdown pushes pushes it to 24 for the Bulls when some backups are in. Um, but I, I see SMU taking care of business here. I, I think this is a team that got that taste of November success that they really haven't gotten outside of a, UC, a win over UCF last year. This, this is a team that has a chance to close they're going to have to adjust without Ben Redding, who's played a big role offensively. Nolan Matthews, Matthews Harris was 
uh, healthy and working out this week in practice. So he'll get more of the reps. Maybe they go more four wide. Maybe that's something that they look at or, or go uh, more 11 personnel. But um, SMU does have that ability to start fast, which they have as of late, do well in the red zone, which they have as of late, and take care of business and cruise in this one. So I like SMU 48-17 over the Bulls. Um, I don't I, I just don't see this team kind of bowing down and, and playing down to the level of the competition that they're facing. I know that that has happened in the past for SMU, but this Bulls team is just, I think, in that much of disarray. I think SMU is going to find a way to start fast in Tampa, take care of business, and then get back and start game planning for Tulane. Now, that's the preview part of the podcast. Want to jump in now? I was out at DeSoto playing Pflugerville Weiss Thursday night. Got a chance to watch Jaden Milliner Jones, one of SMU's safety commitments in the class. And let me tell you, I've seen Jamari and Carroll this year. I've seen from afar what Alex Kilgore has been able to do. Those guys are among the most impressive commitments in the class. What Jaden Milliner Jones did last night was probably a, a step below of what Jamari and Carroll did when I saw him in person. By the way, Carol and his uh, Hershey, uh, Wichita Falls Hershey team moving on in the playoffs. They won last night. Um, DeSoto moving on as well. Took care of business against a pesky Weiss team. Jaden Milner Jones had a few big hits, and he's playing a little bit of an in-the-box safety. He just really showed his physicality. Um, I think he's somebody that will fit well into that Brandon Crosley role. He did tell me he's set to sign early with the Mustangs. Uh during the early signing period and get to campus in January. Big news there for SMU. He'll get a chance to get into the flow of things right away and factor in. Um, so be on the lookout for our interview with him on theponyexpress.com, as well as the highlights from his game, cutting those up this weekend. They'll be posted at on the Pony Express's YouTube page. Another reason for you guys to subscribe to it. Check those out. Um, we're dropping player interviews, podcasts, and obviously highlights now as well. Uh, very impressed with Jaden Milliner Jones. Physically ready to go. You know he comes from a good program with Claude Mathis running the show over there. Um, I know SMU is really excited about what they got. They identified him early on. He's a kid that wants to stay local, uh, and he's going to do just that. He's going to sign with SMU during the early signing period, which begins December 21st. So be sure to go ahead and subscribe to OnThePonyExpress.com. Get in the know as far as what's going to happen down the stretch here for recruiting. Um, as the Mustangs are probably going to go Juco heavy, got a couple high school targets out there, but don't miss out on all the tidbits and behind the scenes action as SMU uh, looks to close out this 2023 class strong. If you subscribe, you get a free Founders Club hat, still a few left. So be sure to subscribe um, and try us out for seven days for free. With the recruited class right now, I mean, I think Jaden Milner Jones really is somebody that embodies what they want to do. I think he's a great fit. He's somebody that comes from Dallas, comes from a good program. Um, and I spoke with Brandon Booker, 2024 linebacker, who had an unreal game, I thought, um, last night against Weiss. They used him as a guy that comes off the edge, kind of like a Jalen Samuels in a way, but definitely plays a little bit more in coverage. Uh, he's got a ton of physicality to bring to the table. He was also on campus Sunday for that big recruiting event that SMU held with the black jerseys, hanging out with some of the top prospects uh, around um, – the Dallas area, getting a chance to have those guys on campus bonding together. It's a big deal. Brandon Booker didn't want to talk recruiting very much. 
He didn't want to share some of the top schools, but he did say he had a terrific time at SMU. He's set to go to Oklahoma State later this month. Then you work down the line, 2025 running back DeAndre Ryden Jr. Call him Tiger. Well, he's playing like an animal out there on the field. Had a huge touchdown run in the first half, 70 yards, and then backed it up with kind of the icing on the cake for the Eagles. Uh, about a 25-yard touchdown run to close things out. I mean, he's playing above Trey Wisner, who's committed to Texas right now. Um, and they also have some other talented backs in that DeSoto offense. He's kind of the one that, stir, you know, is a straw that stirs the drink, quite honestly. They've got John Tay Cook. He's a big play threat at wide receiver, one of the best prospects in the country who's going to Texas. He had two touchdowns. But I would say DeAndre Ryden is very consistent and DeSoto's hoping to ride him all the way to a state championship. I think it'll be a tough run for the Eagles to get there, but um, we'll be watching them as they continue on their playoff journey. Ryden was also on campus for SMU for that Houston game. Got to take it in, see the offense, offensive explosion. Um, what a mature kid at such a young age, understands the recruiting process well, wants to take his visits and enjoy it. Um, talked up SMU, TCU, Texas A&M, plenty of other programs that are on him early. Um, but I was very impressed with, with what he brought to the table. So with that, guys, going to let you guys go for this weekend. Hopefully this gets to you for your drive home. Enjoy the SMU-USF game. We will catch you next week as we'll recap that. And we'll also talk about SMU-Dayton. SMU plays up at Dayton tonight. ESPN Plus, tough non-conference matchup for the Mustangs as Rob Lanier and co traveled up there to Dayton. We'll see how they fare. It's kind of a mixed bag, of course, on Monday night for their uh, the opener of the Rob Lanier era. But we'll be here to talk all of that on Monday. So be sure to check out that edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for subscribing to both the site, OnThePonyExpress.com, as well as our YouTube channel and wherever you catch our podcasts at. So we will catch you guys next week with another edition of the podcast. Have a good weekend.